Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Don't know what we want, but we know how to get it, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus and Pete's here. Pete's turned into a, a cereal bar. Mm. And Luke's here. All right. And Jim's here. Hello. How are you, geezers? Good. All right. I'm yeah. having a Mr Tom's. Ready for I like some. I Mr Tom. People yeah. don't talk about Mr Tom's enough. They're delicious. They're underrated. Mm. How do you eat yours? Do you eat it like a bar or break it up into little sections? No. That's what I do. You posh or. Get it in your mouth. Other, bar- your Other mouth. bars are available. No, now, no. are you ready for some banter? Eh? Well, Shall not, we? I don't think I am. <laughs> wow. Uh, Usain Bolt recently posted a photo uh, shopped picture of himself on Instagram playing for Jamaica, the Jamaican national team, in football. Um, now, there's rumours flying around due to this um, that he may switch sports. Switch sports. Rumours stop very easily now, don't they? Incredibly easy because Can of that, that internet. But if you could pick anyone from a different sport to play football, who would you choose? Jim first. Well, Nemanja Vidic, uh, Vidic is going to serve a ban oh. uh, because getting sent off at the weekend. Uh, the guy I'm going to nominate uh, is without a club, obviously, because he's from a different sport. So I can imagine bringing him in on the short term is probably doable. Mm. And I personally, and I'm sure you'd all agree, would love to see Phil the Power Taylor <laughs> fill in that hole in the United Defence. <laughs> It'd be like Gary Pallister at his best. I would actually really like to see that. There'd be no gaps. No. <laughs> there certainly would well, There would be no the, gap the, between the, the centre-back and the full-back, the, No, there'd be no gap in the tunnel, but there'd be lots of gaps once the, <laughs> once the game actually that, started. That gap that Liverpool like to exploit between the centre-back and the full-back, no, no, no. no. <laughs> no. I, I think he deserves credit, Phil Taylor, for what he's achieved in his chosen profession. Mm. It's truly remarkable. Absolutely. Uh, I would very much like to see him cross over to, to football. A little bit of a s- sort of bigger gap than the rugby league to rugby union crossover. Mm. Darts to football is <laughs> possibly the largest gap. Maybe, I, I don't know, darts to boxing. I'm overweight 50-year-old man. Or I, think, I think professional darts player to Premier League player can only have been done no more than a handful of times. <laughs> how <laughs> old is the 70s? How maybe? old is Taylor? He'd be mid-40s now. Mid-40s. Yeah. He, he was really big, wasn't he? And then he lost a lot of weight and then I think he's mm. just thought, back on his sod this. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's fine. It's fine to be overweight in darts. Well, I'm thought. just saying that he's probably quite familiar to a, you know, he's probably quite familiar with a, a training breakfast. regime, oh. like a regime where you have to lose a lot of weight very quickly, I, yeah. which is what a lot of footballers have to go through at the start of every season. Yeah, I quite like watching um, darts, and I, I, I often wonder whether you know. You'd, <laughs> I'm clipping that. <laughs> 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 um, it's only me keeping this sharp. Um, basically. Yeah. I often wonder <laughs> why they're all... And obviously, they're not all that overweight and unfit, but the majority of them are. And, of course, being in good physical condition does affect you mentally. It makes you mentally keener and mentally more sharp and focused. It surely plays into the, the success that they should be more fit. I mean, snooker mm. players generally are much more fit now, aren't they? Yeah. Mm. But they used to be beer sinking, you know... Quite but that was almost part of it, wasn't it? Mm. And, but I, I think it would be much more beneficial for darts players to be fitter. Well, you yeah. save it for the darts ramble, mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> OK, I would <laughs> Luke, what's your answer to the opening question on this show? I'm going back to snooker. Yes. I'm going Stephen Lee. I can't even think Big Stephen, Stephen Lee. Which one's Stephen Lee? I don't Lee? know, I don't know Stephen oh, Lee. Oh, <laughs> nil point, ladies and gentlemen. Let oh, me, dear. Listen, just keep talking for a bit and I'll show you a picture of him while I'm doing oh, that. This would be one... brilliant to listen to, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, strap in, listeners. Every... The next couple of minutes is going to be amazing. Sorry, this man Googling is keeping the show afloat. Yeah, Stephen, Stephen Lee. <laughs> Stephen Lee. Stephen Lee. He's right, just a very okay. large just snooker the, player. Yeah, who's not know. as big as Phil the Power Taylor. No. You... I imagine our listeners will know who he is, so don't worry about that. Um, but <laughs> Especially was, those in America. He was banned from... Uh... <laughs> 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 
And the studio is collapsing all around. Luke's me. microphone Luke has is, just collapsed. Luke's microphone. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just the last ramble ever. We're talking about darts. The studio's the collapsing. Of his, uh, you know, contribution to the show. Lukey Moore's uh, entire microphone stand has fallen off. You're going to have to use it like a singer uses a microphone yeah, you're stand. Have to hold the Earth's magnetic. We're not going to finish yeah. this the Earth's show. magnetic yeah. forces are just not letting you answer the question like that. Hold it like a hold it like like a pop star. Yeah, like you're on. Gonna have to. Like it's 1997 wow. and you're on top of the. Oh, box. you look ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not going to do all my googling. Well, I've got a watch program. You look quite good. Thanks. You're going to be fine. Can Twitter. I finish my Stephen Lee point now? With microphone or not? Um, <laughs> essentially, yeah, he was banned from snooker for match fixing. Right, so he can't play. He's not. He's not allowed to play snooker anymore. He's banned until 2024. And with all the match fixing um, in football, you think he'd fit yeah. in well? And the reason I think he would fit in well uh, in football is just for this quote I took from his Wikipedia page, mm. which is: He is noted for his unusually high weight for a professional sportsman. <laughs> although he has attempted to reduce this by not binge drinking or eating late at night. <laughs> wow, Stephen Lee. Well, well done, everyone. Yeah. Well done, Luke. Yeah, <laughs> we got Looking there. Good, Pete. What do you got? Bring it back. Uh, I would go for um, professional canoeist, uh, the canoe man. <laughs> John Darwin? John Darwin. <laughs> was he actually a professional canoeist? What, He's the, the most notable canoeist anyone could from ever imagine. Ball, from Hartlepool. <laughs> from my hometown. <laughs> um, I would go for him because uh, he is as good as uh, going missing in big games. Like, like uh, <laughs> This is the guy who faked Robin his own Van death. Percy. Yeah. yeah. A few years ago. Yeah. yeah. So he's, 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 he's as good as a professional footballer at going missing at important times. Mm. <laughs> good one. I never thought that Luke would have a better answer than somebody <laughs> after that. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I was hampered halfway through. You already answered. <laughs> that doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> so you're going for the, the Hartlepool Canoe Man? Yes, I am. What was, his, what was his proper name? John Darwin. John Darwin. Do you listen to this show while it's going out, Marcus? Um, I try to edit <laughs> in my head as it goes. <laughs> so uh, I sometimes um, forget you're there. Um, I would go for Mike Tyson, and I would play Mike Tyson. Convicted in... rapist Mike Tyson. I would, I would, yep, I would put him in goal, um, because if I was a manager, I'd like to play a high line. And if the defence weren't, uh, you know, I'd have Tyson barking orders and Imagine Mike Tyson coming out to punch the ball and hitting someone. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, so he'd be good at the punch. Um, But also, though, the defenders, if they um, strayed too close to their own box, you'd turn around and you'd see Tyson bellowing at you, you'd keep that high line. Yeah, mm. I agree. I think you do what he said. Yeah. Well, he has got quite an effeminate voice for, for, mm. for a boxer. I'm going to make orphans of your high line. I've got... <laughs> and also, I mean, he did he did rape someone, didn't I'm he? Yeah. So I'm going to eat your strikers. Should we still be laughing at him in the hangover? No, would be the answer to that, no. Yeah. So I mean, you could have picked any professional boxer there, Marcus. I don't know why I went for well, probably, particularly... probably the best convicted rapist one. Well, because he's, he's particularly scary. He's also he is, small, yeah. though, so he's not best suited well, for... Well, he's what, 5'11". No. He's not that small. Mm. Yeah. You'd want your could have picked a bigger, really. less criminal one. I'd go for George Foreman. He's old, though. He's really old. He's well, just... Tyson's probably not in peak. <laughs> David really, Hay. Isn't he? He's been doing <laughs> David Hay yeah. for the last 20 years. David Hay's a proper yeah. athlete. Although he's got a shoulder problem. He's a proper athlete. Yeah, no, but they're not as the Shoulder problem's not ideal for a goalkeeper, no, though, is it? So the... even this is flawed. No, but it's not the scary thing. Maybe it's the question's fault. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, no one's getting any points. <laughs> that's I know, no, but I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think, I think we've let the down there. Yeah. I'm only joking, I'm only joking. I've got the points. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first opening I think, question to... I think know, everyone will agree. ...to with, destroy a studio. With that. At least that. mine had an ounce of logic. You, <laughs> you bastards. Now, uh, let's go to the Premier League, where there's a lot of logic. Uh, or is there? Because Manchester United... We, we, had three penalties c- given against them at Old Trafford. Insane. Incredible. And they could have... Should have had more given against them. <laughs> should have had five penalties. <laughs> the Carrick one at the end was... Um, <laughs> like, I think... Just Stonewall. I think I think even Clattenburg was like, you've had three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have had... And one of them shouldn't have been. Um, but, yes, I, I, Liverpool I, I beat think, Manchester United 3-0 at Old Trafford. My goodness. I think Man United... At that point, Manchester United defenders could have pulled out, like, shotguns. <laughs> and and yeah. even not given a penalty still. <laughs> <laughs> You'd um, hate to be the one who gives four penalties in a match. Yeah. Well, you nearly were. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I mean, Clattenburg had a lot of big decisions to make. I thought he did OK, actually, um, <laughs> considering. It was um, a crazy game, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. my goodness. Gutting for Gerrard to not get a hat-trick of penalties. Which would have been the first time in the Premier League's history, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I, I heard this on Five Live this morning, uh, and I, don't, I can't substantiate it, but I think it's true. In 1980, uh, Manchester United um, conceded three penalties to Ipswich, mm. and Gary Bailey who was in golfing at the time, certainly saved two. Mm. He might have saved three, but three were missed. Was it Martin Palermo taking them? And <laughs> listen to this. And Ipswich still won 6-0. 
What? Wow. At Old Trafford. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Different times, or is it? Yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> a little bit of history repeating. <laughs> That's a crazy thing. Wow. Fact. My goodness. Yeah, it, it was just ridiculous. I mean, we all thought that Liverpool would go there and win, I think. But we didn't realise it would be like that. I mean, the goal for the, in the two teams has been quite significant this season, but Liverpool just... Looked as though they could they could up it and score it's, if still, they needed to. There still was set out before the game. David Moyes interviewed saying, "We yeah, we'll, we'll try and make it difficult for them." So, <laughs> at Old Trafford, yeah, you're at home. At you're, home. Know, you're Man United. Yeah. You know the theatre of difficulty. <laughs> that, that, that makes it sound like they're playing for a draw. Yeah. in the beginning. Sort of thing you'd, you'd hear like a, a lower league manager saying, "FA Cup third yeah. round weekend." Mm. Yeah, we'll just try and make it difficult. See, see how Mischief. we get on. We'll be mischievous. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kevin Kevin Sheedy, the. Um, Everton youth coach said that David Moyes was never interested in their youth setup, and also that he played for draws. Like you know, Moyes really doesn't need this at the moment. But people like that coming out, sort of tweeting <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing. But it, it is. I bet David Moyes about the mentality he's coming Cheers, out. Cheers, mate. Yeah, thanks. thanks. I, don't know, I don't know why Danny Mills is getting quoted at left, right, and centre on the BBC at the moment. Like he did say one thing on Match of the Day three, which is a thing apparently. Yeah. Um, and uh, he said, "Oh yeah, it's going to take ten years before they get back to their their best again." And it's like that's it's all over the big, I don't know, that it's all just from ridiculous. Danny Mills. Yeah. <laughs> that is. all of us. Bob Mills. <laughs> Heather Mills. Mill. Can, you, Mill. can you use his full name, please? Um, man who got Ronaldinho sent off in the World Cup, England's Rose, Danny Mills. <laughs> who was the boxing referee? <laughs> Always with the boxing. Mills no, Lane? Honestly. Something like that. I'm trying to rectify your opposition. No. Yeah, you do. He did the voice for the Celebrity Death Match. <laughs> did he? Okay, yeah. right. Yeah. Then let's get ready to rumble, man. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. We're, uh, That's uh, Michael Buffer. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. the big buff. Big buff. <laughs> big buff man. Michael anyway. Buff has made like three hundred million dollars out of the phrase "Let's get ready to rumble," which, is, which he's trademarked. Yeah. I thought it was Adam well. Dick. <laughs> we we try to steal it with "Let's get ready to ramble." Yeah, we we're not allowed to use that. Not made In anywhere fact, near this out right now. Not even made over ten million dollars, <laughs> <laughs> haven't we, boys? Haven't we? That's a real gold hat. Now, but it was um, a crazy game, and I, I thought that um, it was a classic example of what we talked about earlier in the season which is there is no fear for player, teams playing Manchester mm. United now and Liverpool start games like the bullet out of a gun as I always say Suarez should have had a penalty early on should he, he? Should. Yeah, he should have. Well, it's funny because the one, the third penalty they got wasn't a penalty but it looked like one mm. and there was two other instances where they should have had penalties didn't get them mm. um, but they, they blew United away and, and the thing was I, I remember seeing them go to West Bromwich Albion and they went. They started very quickly there, Liverpool. And they went one them up, but it might have, been, it might have even been um, Pepe Mel's first game in charge. It's certainly one of his first games. But West Brom managed to ride the storm, change it around a bit at half time, and, and pegged them back and score an equaliser. And the game finished one all. Mm. But oh my God, it was worrying that Moyes couldn't do anything. He, he seemed to set the team up to just have a straight sort of four four one one or whatever it was, and uh, then. When it was going so clearly wrong, and everyone could see that um, they needed to change it, he just waited and waited and waited, and nothing. Mm. And nothing. It's not acceptable for a Man United team to do that against Liverpool. It's, yeah. a, it's the biggest game in club well, football. He's used to being a reactive manager, and he seems to be struggling to being a proactive manager because mm. he's, you know, he's got so little experience of it. Uh, I suppose. But look at the team Moyes picked. It's full of internationals. It's full of players who have played well in the Premier League, and they're just not doing it. No. I, would, I would say they've worked... Um, they, I thought they worked hard first half. I thought they looked really quite busy, but just the scoreline just at the end of the mm. game, I was like, I don't really know how Manchester United lost that. I, I could see the way that like kind of Liverpool were... When Manchester United had the ball and tried to go on to Liverpool, um, you know, they had the, their, their front players were sort of pulling back and sort of helping out in the midfield, but Manchester United just weren't doing that. Rooney just wasn't working quite as hard. Mm. And, and it's just, it was just a bit messy and scrappy in the middle for, for Manchester United. <laughs> I didn't really, it didn't look like a Manchester United side. Well, Liverpool, yeah, never, absolutely right. Liverpool never looked in trouble and they could easily yeah. pick United off. And the funny thing was, like, Rooney said after the game, oh, you know, we felt still in the game at half time, which fair enough, I mean, they're only 1 0 down. I mean, I mean, you could question whether they were actually in the game or not, but they were only 1 0 down. So technically, worse than in the game he said oh yeah you know and the penalty just after half time really killed us off and it's like well you didn't do anything like what you should have done you didn't come anywhere near to it, sort of creating anything to put them mm. under pressure really mm. and I, I, honestly I mean how Juan Mata for example like, didn't even, it was hard to realise that he was even playing yeah. which is crazy given that he's been such a good player over the years it, it was very very he's, strange but he's come out of a difficult situation into a much more difficult one hasn't he so you know it's, he's finding his feet in tough tough circumstances and also they're playing a lot of long balls which just doesn't suit the personnel it's mm. so yeah. odd yeah, I've, I felt also, I felt sort of United's attitude as a bunch of players was really poor as well. I mean, they were harrying the referee, moaning about everything, screaming at the referee when he made decisions. You know, 
I can I couldn't understand why when that when that decision where Carrick pulled legs away from storage, the penalty wasn't given because they'd already mm. been given three penalties. Uh, if that was me, I would be well. God, thank God for that. Yeah. Carrick and um, I think it was Rooney screaming at the referee. What are you screaming about? Yeah. yeah. What are you screaming about here? Having gotten away with a foul in the I, box. I can't understand what, what you've got <laughs> to moan about. I mean, fair enough. Um, Fair enough. Um, the, the penalty on Sturridge from Village was um, was unfortunate, but Village still went to ground. Where he didn't need to. Mm. He still, it was still mm. an example of poor defending. Right through that match, the, the decision making early on in the you know when, when something was happening, they waited and waited and waited, and then had to dive in, had to mm. jump in, and that was happening all over the pitch. So it's no wonder there were so many penalties given away. I've also I've also heard from a couple of people that it's not actually, although United's tactics seem strange. Um, and Liverpool's fluidity and attacking verve and, and stuff. They're playing with such confidence at the moment. You know, and Brendan Rodgers deserves a lot of credit for that. I've heard that it's Moyes' inability to get the players up for it and, and really well, that's inspire them. It must be it. It must be because the, the, the performance level they've had last year. And although everyone sort of accepts it wasn't a vintage United side last year, they were still putting in performances. And they still yeah. won the league. And you wonder whether, like. It's, it's actually that part of it, and then and then that is actually worrying. They're not playing for the manager a lot of those players, and I think that's why he's keen to you know Vidic will go. He's keen to get rid of Evra by mm. the looks of it. I think he's keen to move a lot of these guys on who were uh, who had played so long under yeah. Alex Ferguson mm. that he, ha- he he needs his own side, and, and he'll keep players like Rooney and Welbeck who will. I think play for the manager. It, it, is, it, is it not? Is it not the problem of uh, Alex Sarkis Ferguson's um, kind of longevity? Kind of institutionalises a lot of the players. Yeah, where they're, they're yeah. not used to sort of playing any un- under anybody else. Mm. Yeah, maybe they, they, they might have trouble when they when they leave uh, to different um, clubs. How did Rafael yeah. stay yeah. on the pitch, by the way? Wow. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, he should have been sent off really for that for that uh, handball, shouldn't he? Um, but I mean, my goodness. Um, uh, I, I mean, I don't really know where to go. I mean, it, it, the nice little fact about Suarez was that he became the second Liverpool player, along with uh, Robbie Fowler, to score 25 goals in a Premier League season. Mm. You, I mean, you day. just can't... You just can't say, I mean, I can understand why United fans are annoyed, and they've been very, very supportive of Moyes so far, and they've, and they've stuck to their task. They were they, singing at the end. They prepared themselves for life without Alex Ferguson. They've not really known anything, anything different, a lot of them, and they've, they've stuck to their task of supporting their team admirably, in my mm. opinion. But... You know, you Moyes. I don't know why Moyes doesn't understand that you cannot start a game and approach a game in that way when you're Manchester United at home. It doesn't matter who you're playing. Mm. They're such a big team and they're such a big club that it doesn't matter who you're playing. You cannot. I know Liverpool in great form and they're free scoring and all this other stuff, but you've got to match them. And, and and they could they were nowhere near them. It was embarrassing at times. It really was embarrassing for them. No, it was yeah. And when you see them playing like that, it's only going to get worse mm. uh, in midweek. So it's just and then they'll have nothing to play for. But the, the thing is, Pete. Like, sorry, the, the thing is, like, if they even if they overturn the deficit against Olympiacos in midweek, which they may well do. Well, who will they get in the next I round? I imagine some of the fans mm. will be worried about getting a proper hiding. In the well, next absolutely. Round. Yeah, I mean, they could be absolutely hammered by Madrid. I mean, to be mm. honest. In a, in the the weirdest possible way, the best outcome for them um, in the Champions League against Limiagos would be glorious failure. Yeah, mm. like imagine if they got Real Madrid and just get torn apart this by is, Ronaldo. This is what I mean. You know, if they got um, Madrid or, or even Dortmund, you know, not one of the the, the, the biggest sides left in the competition, Atletico Madrid. You, Some would, are, you would seriously worry. In the interest of balance, though, their best performances have come in Europe this season. Haven't yeah, they? well, up until the Olympiacos game. Mm. Yeah, yeah, true. I, I mean, <laughs> to give Moyes something, actually, it would probably serve in Manchester United's best interest if they finished seventh, because fifth and sixth will go into the Europa League, and that's the last mm. thing they need next mm. season, isn't it? <laughs> and maybe that's what Moyes is saying. Well, you know, fourth is out of the out of the question, so let's not. Uh, let's. I'm I mean, it is amazing. For a long time, we were saying on the show, and other people were saying, oh, you know, they'll turn it around, they'll turn the corner. I'm sure it's just a sort of a blip at the beginning of the season while they're finding their feet, and then they'll mount a title challenge. But they've they've not been contenders at all, have they? No. They're, they're have not no. ever staged a challenge even remotely, and it's it's incredible that they've fallen off that much in the space of one season. It, it makes you wonder, however much noise they've made about supporting Moyes, will there come a point where they think actually this is going so badly we need to make a change? Mm. Mm. I think they will finish seventh, and I think that Moyes will be given a, a second season. How much mm. of that season we shall see, because um, I, I, I think. This year is going to be—it's the most difficult year for any manager to go in Absolutely. straight after Sir Alex Ferguson. So he will be given a chance in the summer to bring in a few of his players, perhaps, and, and maybe ship on a few others. And they will see how they do next season. I mean, it is—it mm-hmm. is a drop-off from last season, of course it is. But 
the other sides have strengthened as well. So that has shown a little bit more of the gap. But, that's, but that is a worrying thing for Manchester United because Chelsea and Manchester City certainly will strengthen mm. come the summer. But they're not, And you don't want that gap It's incredibly unlikely that United will finish in a Champions League position now, though. So you wonder yeah. how well they'll actually be able to strengthen, especially with the turmoil that's at the club. Sure. I mean, who are they going to sign? Leighton Baines and Leon Osman? Yes. Phil van Distan. They seem to be the players that Moyes is going for. Like, It'll be, be interesting to see what Liverpool do next season because they'll undoubtedly be in the Champions League mm. and they've, they've actually got quite a small squad yeah. in comparison to other teams. So they're going to need to strengthen in a big way um, so, they can com- so they can deal with this midweek and their mid-weekend uh, games. Mm. <clears throat> if United then go out of Europe, not in Europe at all, then they're still going to, at some point down the line, going to have to get back used to doing Europe and Premier League every week as well. And so it's, I don't really see how it's a benefit to, to them long term to not be in Europe. Mm. I mean, well, do you think they would rather be in the Europa League? Well, I think there's a lot. To, I think there's a lot to be said for being in the in the routine of playing European games. Okay. I, I think yeah. because you've got to be competing on a, as many fronts as possible, really. Even if one of those is yeah. you know the Europa League in comparison to the Champions League. And okay. if he is going to pl- pretty much replace his whole spine wholesale, he's going to need matches yeah. under his belt to mm. actually get them through. I mean, it's not like Wigan being in it, is it? It's it's Manchester United. They've mm. got the infrastructure to deal with those games. You'd hope so, wouldn't you? I but just hope they're getting the Intertoto Cup. That's what I want from <laughs> Manchester United <laughs> in the Intertoto. Yeah, <laughs> well, um, the incredible scenes at Old Trafford. Uh, the North London derby ended one nil to the Arsenal. A lovely goal uh, after two minutes, and that mm. was it, Jim, wasn't it? Yeah, I missed that goal. Saw the rest of the game. Um, frustrating. You picked the wrong bit to watch. I certainly <laughs> did. Yeah, it was I a very think. strange, uh, very strange game. Uh, Arsenal almost played as if they had ten men at one point, and Tim Sherwood seems to have gone completely mad um, <laughs> after the game, which is a, which is a shame for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was. Very reminiscent of last season when we came back from uh, from uh, playing against Bayern Munich and having gone out of the Champions League, where they, Arsenal shut up shop a lot more and just decided sort of you know it's more important to take the points. I wonder if part of those tactics, because it seemed very deliberate, was. Um no, has been to sort of get that regimented defending back into the team ahead of this really, really tough running. But, you know, that said, Arsenal were very sloppy at times, gave the ball away quite a lot. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain's finishing was off. Uh, Santi Cazorla wasn't great. Giroud wasn't involved a lot. And Tottenham put a lot of pressure on, but she didn't really seem to be able to do much with it. For me, the undoubted highlight of the game was when Sherwood uh, ripped off his gilet and threw mm. it on the floor. And I just thought, oh, yeah, you're hard. <laughs> yeah, what, what are you going to do? Like, ban me from this summer's regatta? You know. <laughs> I, I sort of forget... Um, Who wears I, I a gilet? Seriously, I'm being serious. <laughs> it's absolutely unbelievable. It, it was quite funny when he threw the ball at Bakary Sanya. Oh, yeah. Mm. And Sanya just wasn't that bothered. No. He was sort of trying to create some sort of tension that didn't really quite work. Mm. Actually, Arteta came over and, and wanted a piece, and Sanya was like, no, it's fine. It's yeah. a ball. It's a ball. It's a ball. It's a ball. It's a ball. didn't throw it that hard. Yeah. Yeah, the gilet was off by then. Uh, yeah. It wasn't the best bit of argy bargy. No. no. With old Jorge Jesus or George Jesus. Mm. I, I yeah. just can't remember Tim Sherwood being that incendiary a man. When he was playing, I can't remember him getting. Was he really that sort of tenacious and, and furious all the time? Because at the moment he's just up and down that touchline, proper Martin O'Neill sort of style. I think he's around. trying to. I think he's trying to show the, um, the other clubs in in the league and and maybe in the Championship as well. You know, I, I've got a lot about does me it, yeah, because come the summer, I'm passionate. Mm-hmm. He'll probably need I might another be an job. Arsenal fan, but I'll take the Arsenal job. <laughs> or not, I forget. Doesn't yeah. it? Doesn't it? Doesn't it smack to you of like lip service? When he did that gilet thing, I was just thinking, it's early in the game. I mean, what are you doing that for? Are you trying mm. to make the fans see you're one you, of them? Yeah, it is, yeah, I just thought it was really shallow, and I thought that he um, he ultimately has to take some sort of responsibility. As far as I know, I don't want to be sort of venturing into legally sensitive waters, but it's his sort of scheming, undermining that, that certainly contributed to AVB losing his job. Um, and he got the position he wanted, and he wouldn't have been in that job if Daniel Levy didn't take a chance on a completely inexperienced manager. Um, so he needs to step up and take it. And if he can't, if he can't get the players to perform, then he should be in the job. As simple he's, he, as that. he's getting Adebayo to perform. Adebayo was fantastic. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Spurs played well. It's just they, mm. they, they didn't. The, the, we were talking earlier about the Chadley chance, mm. which um, was stopped by, by some brilliant defender from Koscielny. Koscielny and Mertesacker are outstanding again. But aside from that, they, I mean, they had a few shots flashed across goal, but there wasn't much that was clear-cut, especially given how much possession they had. After the game, Sherwood said uh, in the post-match interview, um, I think we exposed their cracks. And um, the, the interviewer said, and what cracks were they? And he sort of went, well, um, 
Well, they won the game. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, Not you, the ones in the goal. have broken him. Like Literally I was worried about him. Mind in between. <laughs> yeah, I wish Sherwood would calm down a little bit, because I, I actually, I, I don't dislike him. I don't particularly like him as such, but I don't dislike him. He's been him. an interesting addition to the... Yeah, he certainly has, and it's I think... It's nice to see Les Fernand on the bench. As I, said, as I said at the start of the season, as I said in the middle of the season, yes. it's nice to see him just shouting at players and it's stuff. It's just nice to see Les Fernand, yeah. I think. Yeah. But the, the Sherwood thing, though, Marcus, I was going to say that, um, like... One of the things that really sort of not winds me up, but sort of makes me think, is, is the press coverage he gets. I mean, yeah. the press coverage he's got is so positive. I mean, you see Jamie Redknapp in the mail last weekend or whatever it was saying, "Oh, you know," it essentially was boiled down to the fact that Jamie Redknapp was saying he should be kept in the job because he's he's passionate and in quotes not a laptop manager. And it's like, right, fine, that doesn't actually mean anything <laughs> right, because no one in 2014 doesn't use a computer, so that's not that's not true. And essentially, what you're saying is because he cares a lot and he shouts and he does this stuff in front of the fans to make him look like he actually means things um, and last week I thought he was I thought he was sincere when he was getting annoyed because he wants to do well for himself that's mm. fair enough but he can't continue to, to, to not perform and not get these players to perform for him and expect to stand the job it's just a nonsense well he's obviously been influenced by probably someone like a, uh, you know Harry Redknapp in the way he yeah. deals with the press and I think yeah. that's maybe the way he's going about doing things and trying to use the press to his advantage and maybe even his team's advantage oddly uh, criticising players in public I, you know, I'm sure a lot of people don't think that's a good way of going about your business but m- maybe there is a school of thought that AVB got hammered by the press for doing that when he didn't do that Yeah. yeah. so I, mean, I don't understand why Shaw was getting credit for doing well, that well he has <laughs> certain sections have been mm. a bit um, uh, you know, negative towards Sherwood because of that. And I think that's fair enough. I mean, Gary Lineker's been very vocal on Twitter, certainly. Yeah. And, and he's obviously the host of Match of the Day, which is the country's main yeah. football programme. But um, I, I think Sherwood, like Pete says, I think he's been an interesting addition. And I'd like to see, see what he can do going forward. I'm just not sure that might be at Tottenham because it might yeah. just be a little bit too big at, at the moment. And he's, and he's trying to sort of shout about it too much. And you well, think, just, just take it easy. Especially on top of the summer they had, with, with the expectations being as high as they were, it's doubly difficult for Sherwood. Yeah. Even taking over at Spurs in a sort of more yeah. normal season, I suppose. Um, you know, oh, Levy's the main villain of the piece. Levy's the main villain <laughs> of the piece, in my view. I mean, if you, if you think of how he, he he put his reputation on the line, Saka Redknapp for AVB, yeah. then completely lost his nerve with AVB, fired him without any long-term thing in place. Uh, and now he's got Sherwood in, who's presumably his man, mm. to, to do the business. And obviously, he's going to be out of a job in the summer, so there's no long-term thing there. <laughs> and I was thinking, I was chatting to a friend of mine who's a Spurs fan earlier, and he, um, we were talking about how Brendan Rodgers was linked with the job, and look how good a job he's doing and stuff. And, and my friend who supports Spurs said, look, you know, even if they gave Rodgers the job, and he came seventh yeah. last season, like he did with Liverpool, he'd be yeah. fired. Yeah, So exactly. you know, they've, got, they've got, and, and look at what, what, Rod, it's easy now to see Rodgers being at Liverpool for an awful long time. I mean, Liverpool are putting out photos, of photoshops of Bill Shankly and Brendan Rodgers stand next to each other which is I mean ridiculous in my view but it's high praise indeed yeah. and so it's easy to see Rodgers being there a long time but if he had been at Spurs under the current environment and ownership he'd been fired yeah. so they've got to take responsibility as well it's not just Sherwood it's Levy too but I think Sherwood mm. deserves a bit of stick as well Yeah. well it's, it's a tough one as well because I don't think Andre Villas-Boash um, signed a lot of those players they were signed by Levy for yeah. the team that's a lot of money to piss into the wind when you don't actually you know when, when it isn't your profession really to, mm. to manage those players it's very strange that up. It's also interesting that this the sort of passion debate has come back. It's something we should talk about on the podcast a lot, particularly with England managers. People say, oh, such and such person wants it because they're passionate. But you don't win football matches by wanting to well, win football matches. <laughs> well, that's a bit you like can't the... passion the ball into the net. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, that's a bit like those who say Roy Hodgson's boring. And, oh, I would have had Harry Redknapp in. Hodgson started Oxlade-Chamberlain in, in the yeah. first game of the Euros. You know, he's, he's the one who's dragged England away from a 4-4-2. He's playing 4-3-3. He's trying to uh, change around and, and he's put Sturridge in there and, and he's done a few things. I'm not saying he's the most exciting manager in the world, absolutely not, but I don't think he's been boring as an England manager. I didn't like what Hodgson was wearing when he went to go and visit Brazil recently. You know, he disappointed me a oh, little bit. Well, train, well, did he have trainers yeah, on? Yeah, it was like thong. A, it was like a... No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a thong, and, a thong and some... Uh, is it Habianas? Habianas, yeah. Habianas. Flip-flops, yeah. Now, mm. he had like... Um, a sensible shirt with an open neck, which is sort of fair enough. Probably hot. Very hot. He had a pair, of, pair of cotton slacks. Again, yeah. reasonable for a man of his age. Yeah. Really bright, garish running trainers. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Yeah, but he was going to Manaus, and they didn't. And, and the um, the mayor of Manaus had criticised him, so he thought, I might have to leg it at some point. <laughs> yeah, that is very true, actually. Yeah. But if we are, and he is very practical. All I'm yeah. saying is, if we are going to judge him negatively, let's judge him negatively on for, for good reason, like, yeah. like, <laughs> like inappropriate footwear. Sartorial yeah. inelegance. Let's not be shallow. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Um, just a couple of things coming out of the Arsenal camp. 
Um, Arsenal Wenger's 1,000th game as Arsenal manager yeah. will be against yeah. uh, Chelsea away at, at Stamford Bridge. Bridge. Ooh. Uh, and Nicholas Bentner. <laughs> Um, Nicholas Bentner, um, Nicky B was in Copenhagen. Was in Copenhagen while uh, his Arsenal teammates went out of the Champions League. Yeah, he wasn't allowed to go there. Wasn't meant to be did. there. Yeah, For, I mean, he didn't do too much to make people aware. No, it was just a quiet night out, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apart from the uh, the incident involving a taxi driver, um, he got his old boy out and rubbed it against the taxi. Apparently, mm. didn't he his... shout something like, "I'm going to shag you, you little fat pig"? Or yeah, something called, along those lines. He called the driver a little fat pig. He's after, a charmer. After You're wiping his todger. On the taxi, a lot, a lot of um, car wax is quite um, strong alkali, so I'd, be, I'd worry about his todger. Would you? I wouldn't rub my penis on a car. No. You rub your penis on anything. I know. I'll put it on anything, but not a car. No. There is po- a line to be drawn, isn't there? Porcupines. Yeah. Churches. Anything. Cactus. Cactus. But not a car. Not a car. Uh huh. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. Barrier reef. Oh, and apparently. <laughs> <laughs> if he can get down there. Yeah. Um, the driver said that they kicked his radio and took some of his personal belongings as well. Kicked his radio? Yeah. But what, from outside the car? No, he was, he was inside the car. It was a bit, right. a bit of a scuffle. Apparently, uh, uh, Bentner said that if I wasn't so famous, I'd, I'd smack you. What I like about it is Arsenal didn't give him permission to go to Copenhagen, but they didn't say anything about wiping his on a car. Yeah. Or kicking in a I radio. don't imagine that's not in any sort you of... You shouldn't have to say no. that you don't have permission I, to I do that. I stay out the arena of <laughs> Copenhagen taxis. Yeah. I didn't think I'd need to mention that. But the, the other thing <laughs> that's is, like Liverpool's list of names yeah, yeah. You can't, or things you can't say. The other thing I was going to say was, like, why is, why is Bentner saying, oh, if I wasn't so famous, I would have smacked you? Like, you've already done everything yeah. else. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's fine, don't worry, I'll, I'll, get, the, I'll get the old boy out. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not going to punch him because I'm too famous. Well, it just implies that he thinks getting your old boy out in a cab is normal. <laughs> yeah. And the that everyone is, does that. In my experience, of, <laughs> in my limited experience of taxi drivers, they're all quite tough, aren't they? You know, they're yeah, used yeah, to, they're used to But maybe not in Copenhagen. Driver. No, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Who knows? If you're in Copenhagen, do tell us what the taxi drivers are like. Yeah. Um, anyway, getting away from that nonsense. I think it was a stunt for a betting company. <laughs> <laughs> it is possible. It could, he could have had the pants on, you never know. Mm. That's it. Villa, at Villa Park. Uh, there was some interesting uh, goings on. I've incorrectly put on the running order Aston Villa nil, Chelsea one, but of course it was Aston Villa one, Chelsea nil. It was. Yeah, probably just don't mention it. Great <laughs> win. <laughs> Great win for Villa though. Don't mm. take it away from them. No, I'm not good at it. Chelsea couldn't. They couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> and my goodness, they Superb tried. Superb finish from Delft, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Beautiful. Yeah, it's a lovely move as well. Um, Delft's got a great goal at uh, St Mary's. Mm. I think it was St Mary's in off the bar. Good so, player, um, right? Yeah, we've yeah, been yeah. one of their sort of um, their bright sparks this season. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, should William have gone off for a second bookable on Delft? I'm not even sure if it was a foul, actually. I, d- I didn't. I didn't think it was a foul either. But I thought. Well, I suppose once it's given, yeah, though, yeah. because it's it's seen to be sort of breaking up a move and a counter attack and all this other stuff. If you are going to award the foul, then you've got to sort of go with the courage of your yeah. convictions and often the yellow. Yeah, I think I think it was the wrong decision, but I can see why he gave it having given the foul. Should Mar- R- Ramirez been sent off? The thing about the Ramirez tackle in yeah. quotes was that because I thought it just looked like because he was wearing that mask, he looked like he was in disguise, so he'd get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you do realise like you're not Batman. You, you, you are going to get in trouble for that. Now I like the car. Your mind's back, you put your name on your back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to um, the story, was it last week we spoke about in Vietnam? Yeah. When mm. there was a tackle, and he, the guy got banned for 28 games uh, mm. for breaking the fella's leg. And I said, you know, it actually was the type of challenge that you see slightly little bit every now and then mm. in the Premier League. It was very similar to that Ramirez yeah. one. Because that Ramirez one, when they talk about it's a, it's a leg breaker, it's a career ender, it is. That's mm. what happened in Vietnam. The guy, he broke the guy's leg and I, th- I saw that and I thought, my goodness. You know that- why I didn't like it most? is because it was born out of frustration and he did it yeah. on purpose, cynically. He knew what he was doing yeah. because they were losing the game and it was important they didn't lose the game and he felt frustrated and he took it out on the player. Yeah. And that is, in my view, completely unacceptable. It's, it's, mm. I mean, yeah, take it out like tomorrow gets Spire on, um, on an advertising board or yeah. boot the ball as <laughs> high up in the, the stand. Not at people, but if it That's goes what, up up in the stand, you know, it'll drop down. Lee Clark so. did it in jubilation uh, midweek. They did, he did, yeah, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The heck out of a holding um, in tribute. Kick a I thought you bottle. meant on a player then. <laughs> kick we a saw, water bottle or something. But we saw Vincent Company kick the ball when he got sent off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, 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 mm. uh, yeah I don't I don't think, oh, that's shocking. I think, yeah, he's just kicked a wall. He's yeah. kicked an inanimate object. Yeah. But, uh, like, it's just unforgivable that. And to be honest with you, that type of foul, he... He could get, you know, if the FA went, actually, we're going to get banned for five games there. 
Yeah. Be with, mm. uh, you tell me enough. that wasn't worse than Luis Suarez's bite. Well, how many? Yeah, how how, you know I mean? how many column inches do we have about about diving and all that kind of stuff? Mm. And don't get me wrong, diving's terrible. And I think actually more would have perhaps been made on the Sturridge dive if he wasn't an Englishman. If it was mm, yeah. Suarez, perhaps it would have been. Well, a bit they more. No, he's anticipating contact. Exactly. Already this weekend has been already this weekend has been wheeled out a few times in a few different yeah. contexts. Seldom it's, just, it's amazing how quickly co- the terms get coined. Did you say that as well? I think he did. I just, I just think na- the narrative kind of was never going to be about the sendings off. It was going to be about Foy's, you know, relationship with oh. Jose Mourinho and the history and, and all that crap. It just sells newspapers just yeah. for the sake of it. Well, Chelsea fans go, I'm going to buy this because I agree. Well, so, it was so clever of Mourinho to do what he did, though. Well, I think he did that on purpose. Well, Mourinho... attention away from the, the, the Mourinho. Yeah. Well, he, he, yeah. he was scrutinising um, the referee, Chris Foy, saying... It no, he, wasn't, be... he was saying his players were. OK, right. He said yeah, my yeah, players yeah. were midweek, a little bit that's worried right, about right. the referee. I'm not worried. Well, why are you mentioning it then, mm. Well, then he goes, maybe it's helpful that the committee doesn't send him to our matches, but I don't have the right to request that. You just have. Yeah, yeah it's, it's incredible. But it is in those moments, isn't it? And you saw Mourinho, he was in the year of the fourth official. Goodness knows what he was saying to Lambert, who I thought handled himself fairly well. And I know Lambert was on the pitch as well as Mourinho, but it kind of went a bit crazy. But you do see Mourinho and you just think... Look, I like Mourinho. He's great entertainment and all the rest of it, but he is a bit classless at times. Isn't mm. he? Yeah, some, well, some, well, absolutely. He's, he's an eye gu- owl gouging. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how I got that word wrong. <laughs> owl gouging, eye gouging. Yeah. Wow. It's like, it's it would hurt. But you so seldom like, do you say that, Jim. No, exactly. You know? like I don't a, need to say eye like gouging a, a lot. That's like a Japanese Geordie. Oh, gouging. Oh, gouging. <laughs> Get over here. <laughs> I just, uh, the, somebody made the point that Lambert kind of um, did, did did that thing where he uh, cradles the other manager's head, the back of the head. Yeah. Uh, it's around the back of the neck, isn't it? Right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, just to sort of go... Yeah, and it's really sort of patronising and stuff like that, I think. And, and I think Lambert did, did it to Mourinho instead, which I think was a really nice it's, touch. It's, yeah, it's, that's it's, like, it's like theories around... If you're meeting someone for the first time in like a business meeting... If you Gouge their eye. Don't raise, <laughs> don't raise your eyebrows, because it shows deference. Right, right. Yeah. Almost subconsciously shows deference. And what yeah. Rio does a lot is he grabs the back of someone their neck and he's sort of, imp- sort of imposing himself on them. Mm. Lambert did that to Mourinho before he could even do it. That's good, isn't it? It's almost like he, he knew he was going to try and do and that's it. that's why they won. But, I mean, if Mourinho, listen, we know that this is never going to happen, but we did see Mourinho pipe up earlier in the season about not being happy with a couple of his players diving. He should be out there decrying what Ramirez did. Mm. It essentially could have ended the career of a, of a fellow professional. Not, not I, d- I don't know. He's Ramirez's his manager. Obviously, it's already happened. He can't then go, oh, he's been a total been a total bell in there because it's just going to put more pressure on Ramirez and make it harder for him to recover. His responsibility is his own team. But he should at least say, yeah, of course I saw it and I'll be having a word. No, but he's doing it to take take the attention. And and also, uh, I imagine when when it comes to the appeal hearing, if if the manager has to say anything to say, won't that be taken into consideration as well, maybe? yeah, yeah. Mm. So he has to be careful a little bit. Mm. Indeed, indeed. Uh, sadly, that took away from a great win um, from Aston Villa. I yeah. don't think it did. I think the Villa fans would be delighted with that. Well, no, I'm saying that the performance. It took away from people talking about mm. the performance. They still get the points. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mm. That Nine points true. of relegation now. I mean, Aston Villa look, look pretty, pretty much home in hose, really. Yeah. Um, also uh, coming out of uh, Chelsea this week was... Um, um, remember when uh, Louis from One Direction was training with Doncaster Rovers? Well, his uh, he said, wasn't he sick playing for Celtic? It was a charity match when yeah. Nag Bonalahore clattered him. Yeah. <laughs> they well, got loads of abuse from One Direction fans on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, well, well the, Niall Horan from from One uh, Direction has gone a little bit better. He's been training with Chelsea after being granted uh, special permission by Jose Mourinho. Now, before you That's think, amazing, and they having some sort of one-upmanship game between yeah. them. It's strange, isn't it? But he's well, but Louis from One Direction, I think, turned out for Doncaster Rovers in a, yeah. like in the charity match, and then maybe like a mm. reserve game or something. But uh, but Horan is is he's recovering from knee surgery, and he's using the club's training ground as a base for that. Given full Chelsea kit and initials on it. What, what's... Those boys are having a, a good time, aren't they? Yeah. I think yeah. It's fair to say. I mean, I don't blame the guy. I just wonder why that. I remember. I remember uh, when back in the day when um, I think uh, I think it was David Ginola and Les Fano were talking at Newcastle uh, training ground or whatever, and um, he looked to his right and he saw like these two fellas like training next to the Newcastle United players, mm. and. Um, he asked, "Who are these new fellas? Are they just turned up? They've mm. been signed. What they're like?" And he was sort of proper, like you know, looking them up and down. What, what, God, what they, I wonder where they play. I wonder yeah, if they, yeah, where yeah. they play on the ring. 
Turned out they're just university students. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have their own training. They didn't have their own training. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there was a lovely story. I was up in um, I was up in Sunderland uh, on the weekend, and uh, there was uh, a lovely chap called Dave um, from the FSF was entertaining me at uh, the stadium of like Sunderland versus Crystal Palace. Not a great game, to be perfectly honest with you. But uh, he was telling me a story um, about uh, a, a group of lads from um, from Sunderland, and one of them wrote to uh, the club. Just a, a bit of a cheeky, silly letter saying, you know, I think I could do better than some of these players or whatever it was. I, I can't quite remember. He wrote to the club basically saying, come on, what's happening? And so his mate um, wrote him a letter back with the headed paper from like, looking like it was nice. from the club saying, yeah, come down to training, you know, and, uh, and, and, get, and get involved and we'll see what you've got and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> so he was like, oh, brilliant. Yeah. So he gets his boots and all. Okay, come on this day. So he turns up at the training ground, at the, the club's training ground, and says like, to the security guy, oh, yeah, I'm such and such. I'm, I'm doing the... The guy's like, what are you talking about? But anyway, the security, <laughs> security guard lets him in. And this was when I think... Um, was Steve Cottrell there at Sunderland? I think he, <laughs> I think he was saying it was Cottrell, or, or maybe Cottrell was number two or something like that. Mm. And, uh, and he's going up to the, the reception, yeah, I'm here for training and all this, so I've got my boots with me. <laughs> and everyone's just going... Yeah, and he's not really twigged. Anyway, so he goes in to, uh, to see the manager, and the, man- the manager says, yeah, I'm not sure we've got your name down. Um, and the guy's beginning to twig that what's yeah. going on. And then he brings him into where all the players are, and he goes, uh, what do you think of this lad here? And apparently the guy, like, he'd been going to the gym like a month before to oh try and get him set, but he clearly wasn't in shape. And he says... Uh, so uh, apparently, boys, this guy's meant to be coming to train with us. What do you reckon? And of course, he's deeply embarrassed. He says, "So do you fancy it?" The guy just went, "Steve, I think I'm just going to fuck off." <laughs> <laughs> it's good that he got so far. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I love it though. When he was actually offered, he was like, "Yeah, yeah no, I've just been That's done." Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it serves him right for writing to the club saying he reckons he can do better. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. There we go. Wonderful. There we go. Um, elsewhere in the Premier League. Uh, Hull were beaten by Manchester City. Company was sent off. Do you agree with that? Was it a sending off or was it a foul by Yelovich? Yeah, I think it probably was, yeah. yeah. think it was a foul? No, I thought it was a oh, sending okay. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't... Look, Company's a big, strong lad. He should be... He should well, be whether he's a big, that. strong lad or not, if it's a foul, it's a foul. I don't think it was a foul. <laughs> okay, well, that's fine. And that is my point. That's fine. Yeah. That's absolutely <laughs> fine. I just wanted to clarify. Yeah. What an incredible performance from City, though. With ten men down from, from ten minutes into the game. How just, about bad at home? Ten men down? Down to ten men. I think, ten men down would be fucking yeah. truly heroic. Yeah, Will yeah. Pellegrini be thinking, actually, might leave. Com- I mean, obviously, company will miss one match, um, but Di Michaelis certainly plays better without company there. So it's something to think about, isn't it? For the he manager, might be for Mark as what he did afterwards and stuff. You know, I think oh, it- I, don't, I don't. I don't think so. Well, he apparently shouted at the crowd. Shouted at somebody. Shouted oh, did he? Something. Ooh. Silly boy. Joe Hart could be. Well, that's another thing about Ramirez. Ridiculous ch- challenge, of course, but he's yeah. banned for three games now. Massive. They really need him as yeah, well. So, true. so pretty. Yeah. What about it? Uh, a boy dived and, and angered Joe Hart, didn't he? That was a great dive. He did a Pardew? Yeah. yeah. He did a little bit, didn't he? He did mm. a bit of a Pardew for my money. Yeah. Mm. The, thing about George, the thing about undermines George Boyd, though, is when he does that, with that headband, though, he looks like an extra from like one of those The Only Way is Essex type programs. Right. It's, like, it's like the most unthreatening thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Joe Hart really was angry, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm. Mm. That's the, there's your passion. Well, he dived, didn't he? He's a dive. Yeah. yeah so you can understand why. True, true, true. Uh, but a good win for City, though. Yeah, I think having players like Yaya Ture and Fernandinho in, in the middle really helps in a situation like that when you're down to 10. Just having such brilliantly defensive minded players in there to shore things up. Yeah. I just Are those saying just that, good like, players in general. Well, yeah. Easier. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. But they've, you know, they're, they're defensively very, very sound, so they can cope yeah. with it a bit more. Yeah. Um, and they have and a, lot of the, a lot more of the ball as well. They yeah, but they still went for it. You wouldn't know they were down to ten mm. if you couldn't count. <laughs> That's true. <yeah>. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I know. I take your point. Jim, it's right? hard to count because they're all moving all exactly. the time. You just bloody well stand still and count how many players you've got. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, uh, Fulham got a win <laughs> against Newcastle United. A vital win for for Fulham. De Jager scored much better for for Fulham. And Tim Krul nearly won a penalty at the end of the game. Wow, well, yeah. you say that. I mean, it was ever really going to be given <laughs> it a penalty. Speculative, <laughs> I think, at best. But it was just nice to see a keeper attempt a volley. I think. Um, I, would, <laughs> I, I think we'd all like to see because De Jager plays. I think he plays on... Well, he can play on the wing. I think he was on the left, actually, cut inside to score. But I'd like to see him play on the right wing and Fulham to sign Mika Richards at right back. So Richards and De Jagger yeah, nice. on, the, nice. on one side would be would be just lovely. Mm. Um, uh, Swansea won West Brom two. Good win for West Brom. Mm. My, maybe my favourite goal of the weekend was Malumbu's one. 
Yeah. It's a nice lovely one. little pass into the corner. Nice one. Don't uh, worry about it. The, Unit. The West Brom starts so badly. Mm. And they yeah. go behind every single game <laughs> Kobe Miles has been in charge of. He sort of changes it around to social centre at half time. You think, you're obviously a very mm. tactically versatile manager mm. and you can get your ideas across really well. We saw them pay back Liverpool. We saw them pay back Everton. We saw mm. them come from behind to beat Swansea away. Just get it right at the start. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. It's unbelievable. And West Brom have sacked Nicholas Anelka, of, of course, over the Cornell gesture. Mm. Uh, Anelka said that he announced on Twitter that he was quitting, but he the club said. Me because I'm quitting. Yeah, I love you can't that. Can't fire me. I'm breaking my contract. I like how the, the club have turned around and go. No, you can't quit because you're sacked. Yeah, <laughs> they've kind of uh, gone forever it. in theory. <laughs> it's such an undignified end, isn't it? He's I mean, gone. He's had a he's had an interesting career, Kanelka. Anelka. He's done a lot of great things. Quinelka. Quinelka. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure he'd like to go be done as that. Oh, he shouldn't have done the gesture, should yeah, he? No, he should on Quebec. Yeah, I mean, he's been at so many different clubs, and like, you know, he's been a really brilliant player for the Premier League in general. So to see him just probably whimper out of English football like this is so sad. I mean, you're that he whimpered out when he left his last club as well. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. kind of like, I do remember that mean. video of, of him looking absolutely just gutted to be joining West Brom. <laughs> <laughs> he does that in most clubs. Yeah, he didn't look true. that chuffed to be joining Real Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> did he? Just, this doesn't know, like football. You just look at him not on my mouth, to be honest. On, on that note, did you guys see how pleased Rio Ferdinand looked to have to come on for the last three oh minutes? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> my God. He was like, oh, really? <laughs> Have you got no one else? Because yeah. I'm selling shitloads of number five caps. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need this anymore. Dear, oh dear. Um, when he retires in the summer, everyone, everyone's going to be, what? Well, you, have, you retired ages ago. <laughs> oh, come on. Be a bit nice to him, man. He's had a great career. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, quickly to the uh, <laughs> FL72. Um, Danny Ings won the, uh, the Football League uh, Player of the Year award for the championship. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Adam Forshaw of Brentford won the, uh, the award for, for League One and Gary Roberts of Chesterfield won it for League Two. Some great stuff happening in League One. Well, in there, League One, yeah. Wolves, yeah. Orient and, and Brentford. Flying there. All going for it. It's, it's an intriguing running. Um, so, but we've got, to, we've got to move on because uh, time is against us. Um, so before we go abroad, the Scottish League Cup. Aberdeen won, didn't they? Mm. Got the Dons. 4-2 on penalties after 120 goalless minutes with Inverness Cali Thistle. Uh, Electrifying. Uh, that, if that isn't after that, <laughs> then you are in the wrong game, you guys. <laughs> I, I, I liked what the manager said. Even he a said, cricket crowd would have been a bit like. <laughs> the manager said penalties aren't a lottery. We've practised these. We yeah, knew we were going to penalties, right, yeah. and uh, we knew we could do it. And they are absolutely flying in the Scottish uh, Premiership as well at the moment. Yeah, twenty-four points off first in second. It's like Bundesliga. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Bundesliga. It yeah, I, I listen. Aberdeen I, are the Borussia Dortmund of Scotland. It's no exaggeration to say that it is wide open. It is wide open. <laughs> The gap is wide yeah. open. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Scottish League One. Talking of League Ones, Rangers win the title, didn't they? In March. Incredible. They. Um, it's like 1995 or whatever. The maybe actually sell it, put them up for a good challenge. You know You're what right I mean. There. You know what I mean. No one knows. Um, what you mean. Lee McCulloch scored a hat trick <laughs> from centre back. From centre back. Yeah. Astonishing <laughs> scenes. Yeah. Really. So so they are now one below the the uh, Scottish Premiership. Uh, Scottish Premiership for next season. So hopefully we'll see an old firm derby. I mean, is, um, Lee in the league. is Lee McCulloch really testing himself? Can anyone have a modicum of respect for Lee McCulloch? Well, staying with the club through yeah. thick and thin. I think that's mm. fair enough. Yes. I mean, you, yeah, and uh, Delivio did that with Fiorentina, didn't he? He in did, the, yeah. The yeah. Del Piero yeah. as well. Similar type of player. Yeah. You know? I, for one, definitely think Sarah B is as shit as Scottish <laughs> League. <laughs> There's no question about that. League one. Yeah. Well, it was League Two before. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, uh, let's go to the Bundesliga, which is a similar kind of uh, picture to the Scottish Premiership. Bayern Munich to Bayer Leverkusen 1. Bayern have now gone 50 games without defeat. That is incredible. 24, mm. 23 points clear of Dortmund <laughs> at the top of uh, the Bundesliga. 23 points clear no of Celtic, Dortmund. Dortmund. Of the team who they beat in the Champions League final last season. <laughs> Yeah? Yeah. Unbelievable. Astonishing looks all round the studio now. Mm. Um, Bayern's uh, president, Uli Hoeneß, has been sent to prison for tax evasion, which yeah. is not... Uh, it's, which is pretty far from ideal. I think it was nearly 20... Or, or just over £23 million pounds that he um, evaded. When people sort of evade that amount of tax, you think, God, they must have been on a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. What do you need all that lot for? Get an accountant. Uh, I know, I know, I know, I know it's, it's hard to fill out a tax return, but if you've got that much money, pay someone else if to do If you can't it. pay the tax on the, the gargantuan amounts of money that you're making, yeah. 
How? Can I just say, I don't think he wanted to pay it. Uh, <laughs> and I don't think it was as much as 23 million. I think it was about 8 million or something like that. What was it? It was a lot, but it wasn't. Okay, the thing okay. is, I'd like to give Eddie Hearn a lot of credit because he, he was always traditionally kept uh, season ticket prices like Bayern Munich, you know. He's like, he's, I think by and large, apart from the... Uh, by and large. Ah, it was unintentional. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's what Hearn said. Yeah. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Um, uh, the club sports director, Matthias Sammer, former player. player. Excellent player. Good mm. player, uh, always we, a gobshite, though. Yeah. Did Matthias Summer win World Player of the Year? I think he might. As, as, as a sweeper. Yeah, as a defender, yeah. 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 He was brilliant at Euro 96, I mm. do remember that much. Um, he upset some people in the Bundesliga after suggest- suggesting Bayern are superior to the other teams in the league. I mean, that's 23 points, he mm. shouldn't... That's what the league table's <laughs> for, it'll show you that. Yeah. <laughs> in a Although, really stats-driven way. Samma <laughs> said, uh, maybe we are superior in quality and also mentality right now. Maybe the message to the other clubs is, do they train every single day as if there were no tomorrow? Sam, he's a bit Even big there time. he doubts himself, yeah. maybe. He is a bit big time, though. He sits on the bench with uh, Guardiola's backroom staff for, for buying games. Which, uh, is that good? Yeah. His bench. His but bench. A, a number of the league managers um, responded, including Mike's manager, Christian Heidel, who commented, if we could spend €130 million Euros on players, we would be champions without Matthias Sammer's advice, which I quite liked. Yeah, and then Klopp waited, and he's got previous with Sammer, saying, I find it very important in life that one recognises when he has been lucky. I don't know that Bayern would have got one point less without Sammer. If I were him, I'd thank God that someone had the idea of hiring me every time I walk into the Bayern training ground. <laughs> <laughs> which is lovely stuff. Yeah. It's easy to snipe from 23 points away, isn't it? Yeah. Indeed it is. <laughs> uh, should we go to League... <clears throat> Let's go. Uh, PSG 2, Sanity N 0. Ibrahimovic scored a brace, taking his tally to 40 goals in all competitions, which is a club record. Mm. Larry mm. David, or as he's better known in the football world, Carlos Bianchi previously held the record in the 70s with 39. Is that the best footballing lookalike in the footballing arena? It is amazing. And if you see, if you see the picture <laughs> of Bianchi being unveiled, at, I think it's a Boca again. It is, yeah. He comes up the tunnel in that, in that stadium, <laughs> so good. in the Bombonera, the, sta- the tunnel comes up from the ground, there's like stairs up mm. into the ground, and he comes out, and someone on YouTube's put the um, Curve Your Infusion music <laughs> yeah. over it. And, and the way, and his manner, and what he's wearing, he does genuinely like Larry David. Like Larry David's come into this scenario yeah. completely out of accident. <laughs> But, they, but it's crazy because the Boca fans clearly absolutely love him because yeah, everything yeah. he's achieved there. And, and it, honestly, it's one of those things it's hard for your brain to actually work out what's going on. <laughs> like, it's some sort of viral video internet joke that you've not yeah. really heard of before. <laughs> which for me is every internet video joke, as you know, Pete. Mm. It's, it's very, very strange. It's one for the website. One yeah. for the website. Um, <laughs> PSG have sacked two of their head chefs after Ibrahimovic complained about the food. <laughs> I don't know. Would that, it can't be that clear-cut, surely. And the salmonella, what they did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Berbatov's having a nice time in Monaco, as I'm sure he... I do <laughs> not doubt that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> but he got the winner away to Leon. No one can find him, mm. but we've had his other well, great time. He's, he's fine, no, he's you can feet. find him, he's offside. <laughs> he wasn't when he got the winner away uh, to Leon. Actually, it was a beautiful... No, he, he was. Oh, was he offside? Yeah, he, oh, was also, okay. he was also offside in the, the build-up to another goal, which uh, he set up. But luckily, he betted on, on himself to do that. So <laughs> yeah, good finish, though, to win it. Um, so, yes, well done him. And before we go to South America, Messi is now Barcelona's all-time top goal scorer. Mm. Yeah, because he was the official all-time top goal scorer, yeah. but then he beat uh, Paolo Albinio. Oh, Alcantara's Alcantara. record. Who we've which profiled, was, actually. Yeah, but that, his, 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 a lot of his goals were sort of unofficial and stuff, weren't they? So he's yeah. beaten that anyway. Yeah, so so it's, it's just it, a, there's no doubt now. It's done. Mm. Uh, to South America, uh, uh, Brazil, Ronaldinho, after rapping on his uh, carnival float the other week, has collaborated with DJ Dennis on a new track called Let's Drink. If I may read the chorus out to you, it goes something like this. Boot the glass up high, let's drink. We will enjoy life, we drink. I'm full of money, let's drink. Yeah. <laughs> I'm full of money. Yeah. <laughs> it's not oh, as good as Pitbull, but close. <laughs> Is he putting in a, a bid for unofficial World Cup anthem? Oh, dear. I like that. I'm, I'm full, full of money. money. Yeah, let's drink. The great thing about these players... <laughs> Boot the yeah. glass up high. The great thing about these players, Ronaldinho and Ronaldo, is they were brilliant. brilliant. They've never lost sight of the important things in life, <laughs> yeah. which is to just enjoy yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But as you say, what, what would you rather in slagging people off like Matthias Sammer, former no. great player? No. 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 Gold, they, they gold suits gold. and rap careers. Hasn't, hasn't the great Rivaldo announced his retirement? He has, well? yeah, from, mm. from Moggy Miram. Too early. Gone too soon. 41. <laughs> <laughs> 24 years as a yeah, pro. Yeah, exactly. He'll Brilliant. be back. He'll be back. I oh, know. Eh? My goodness. He'll be back as soon as his son yeah. scores like a hat trick and starts yeah. to get some attention. He'll be back in there. <laughs> there, was a, there was a nice story from Chile as well, um, which uh, came out their first division. Um, the side at Huachipato, uh, they've been moaning about poor refereeing decisions. 
However, now there's nothing new in the game, surely. But these decisions have gone in the club's favour during <laughs> crucial matches, and actually these bad refereeing calls have helped them climb out of the relegation zone. Like a couple of really crucial ones. I think it was a penalty and maybe a goal that should have been offside. Like won them games. But I li- I loved what the club tweeted. It just said, "Nobility obliges." <laughs> Just as one complains when the opponents benefit, it is well known that there have been mistakes in our favour. Standards have to be raised and levelled. I love that. It's great. Yeah. Isn't it? That. Pretty sure much better than or it evens itself out. Yeah, yeah, I'd say. So. Pretty sure Jose Mourinho tweeted something. <laughs> Nobility obliges, yeah, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, and just before we go to Pete's game, Jermaine Defoe scored two goals on his Toronto FC debut in a two-one mm. win against the Seattle Sounders. He's going to find that so easy there. Do he you think? Really yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> marvelous. Pete's game. Pete's game, some Pete's game. Thank you to Hugo Van Zeller for this uh, particular set of clues and indeed the title. They think it's all Obertan. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> it not bad at all. Yeah. It's good uh, because I'd forgotten that Overtan even existed. I'd <laughs> forgotten that the it's all over existed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. God, that show was awful. <laughs> um, I was born on September the 24th, 1969 in Derby. 1969, you said? Yeah. Two years after the summer of love. It's been a while. Stop. Nigel Clough. No, not Nigel Clough. It's not a bad Nin- shout, to yeah. be fair. Good effort. I mean, it's wrong, but it's not a bad <laughs> shout, yeah. yeah. My middle name is Emmanuel. Stop. <laughs> Emmanuel Petit. <laughs> Born in Derby. I know. That was and, just for and me. called Emmanuel Emmanuel Petit. I don't give a damn. That was just for me. <laughs> just for me. Just for me. Maybe do those ones in your own time, mate. <laughs> you don't have to say them out loud, you know. <laughs> Get on with the game. Uh, you'd spoil it. Um, <laughs> I made my senior debut in 1988 playing for Doncaster Rovers. In February 1991, after a further 108 appearances for John Castor Rovers, I was sold to Queen's Park Rangers for a then club record fee of 275000 Stop. Kevin Gallen. No. Stop. Trevor Emmanuel Sinclair. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, Kevin Gallen's not got Emmanuel, is he? Stop. <laughs> oh, he's got it, I think. No, I haven't. Go on, no, do no, it, do no, it! I haven't, I haven't, I haven't. You what were going to say? I was going to say that Daniel Dicchio. It's not Daniel Dickey, yeah. no. Oh, uh, after leaving QPR in 1998, I went on to play for Fulham, West Ham United, Plymouth Argyle, Leicester City, Oxford United, uh, before retiring in May 2007. Stop. Is it Joey Beecham? No. Oh. Hang on, can you list those clubs again, sorry? Fulham, West Ham United, um, Plymouth Argyle, Leicester City, Oxford United. I made a career total of 485 appearances, scoring seven goals. What position, Pete? Defender, centre-back. Stop. Andy Impey? No. Stop. Scott Minto. No. Uh, I've got nothing. You got any more clues? I own a tanning salon in Egg... <laughs> I own a tanning... I... <laughs> <laughs> what does he own? A tadpole salon? <laughs> a I was thinking of tanneries like where they tan leather, isn't it? Yeah. I own a tanning salon in Egham. Yeah, I've it. never nice had to say the words tanning salon in Egham. Nice part of the world, Egham, I tell you. I'm Very not sure nice. if it's still it's true, but nice part of Leafy Sorry. And as you come out of the Egham train station, there used mm. to be a really um, amazing tanning salon. Tanning salon. <laughs> Ferrari garage. There's a Ferrari garage there. I'm not sure if it's still there. But. Oh, Is that man. where you get your jumpsuits from? Yeah. <laughs> so, QPR, <laughs> Fulham, West Ham. Any more clues? <clears throat> In November 2013, I was appointed the manager of Southern Premier Division, Arlesley Town. That's Arlesley, isn't it? Arlesley? I don't bloody know. Where's Arlesley? Oh. Where is it home? Sorry, everyone in Arlesley. 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 Doesn't matter, I don't know. A-L-S-E-Y. Yeah, Arlesley. Arlesley Town, yeah. So you used to play for them, Marcus. Tiggy Rainbow used to play for the uni team, yeah. Oh, good. I'll keep that in the edit. He won the FA Vars with them, actually. No, they lost in the final, didn't they? Oh, yeah, they lost in the final, yeah. Any possible answers? No. Is it Tiggy Rainbow? And that is his actual name yeah, as well. his real name. <laughs> Tiggy yeah. Rainbow. Well, yeah. Tiggy was a nickname, but Rainbow was his surname. Yeah. So it's not his name then, Tiggy no, Rainbow. No, no, no. Right. Okay. It was uh, Taste. The answer is <laughs> Rufus Brevet. Oh, oh! That's disappointing. No. Good. That fine is work. disappointing. Thank you very much, Hugo Van Zeller. Fine work, fine work. Rufus Brevet. Balls. Yeah. Balls. Yeah. Let's have some correspondence. Um, yeah. Rufus Brevet. Well, let me tan in the salon. <laughs> Want to get brown in my, in my tadpole salon? <laughs> have you got any? Um, have we got time for correspondence? Yes, of course we do. Yeah, yeah okay. mushroom. Um, let's go. Uh, yeah, question of the week. We've got no emails, have we? So we'll just no. do this. Uh, uh, the question of the week this week uh, is: In light of Sherwood's gilet and Pellegrini's hoodie, which item of clothing would you like to see adorn a manager next, and why? This year, you're going to like this one, Marcus. Oh, yeah. uh, Nathan Angus yeah. on Twitter straight in and says, Brendan Rogers yeah. in a take on the Frankie Says Relax t shirt yeah. with one that just said, Brendan says, OK. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, Alan Pardew, scrum cap. 
by uh, Mark Gelina from Twitter. Um, <laughs> Anthony Durang on Twitter says, David Moyes in a silly hat and jacket so I can fire him out of a cannon into the fucking sun. <laughs> 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 Why do you need a jacket and hat for him yeah, to do exactly, that? Yeah, you know, yeah. he's not, that's not going to protect him being fired into the sun. But it would be quite, <laughs> it would be more of a spectacle if he had uh, some fancy clothes on as he's mm. zooming out the cannon. Mm. Making yeah. clown-like. Uh, Daniel Evans-Jones, Moyes in a gimp suit with a massive lead going up to Fergie's director's box. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, John Vatha, thanks for this, John, on the Facebook. Very kind of you. A Ramble T-shirt, a surefire hit with the ladies and available at thefootballramble.com. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right <laughs> itself. You can still find them. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie to you. I picked this guy out because I liked his name. McKinley F. Claybow. Oof. Is his name. Oh, they were Tiggy Rambo. He <laughs> says, yeah, he says, I would like to see Clarence Sador without a shirt of any sort on. Maybe he could wear two pairs of pants to make up for being topless. I don't care, I want him topless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a way, that's an, inver- sort of an inversion of the actual question, which yep. is what I want to see them wear, not what I want to see them not wear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Alessandra Amasanti, zombie costume, shower curtain, ketchup, biscuits that are the face, the flex of a mini kettle, and tungsten tip screws. <laughs> There's the Alan Partridge reference. There's no need for an explanation for that one. <laughs> uh, and finally, what have we got here? This is from a guy. Called Vomiting Hitchhiker. <laughs> I don't the think most, that's his real name. The most unwelcome of hitchhikers. His, yeah, exactly. his real Very name. Successful hitchhiker. As we all know, is Tiggy Rainbow. Mm. <laughs> says, uh, Pepe Mel in any opera costume to go with the frankly delightful natural vibrato in his voice. <laughs> <laughs> he does, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got, a, he's got a nice one. I don't think we've got any more. I'll just check that, in uh, a sec. Um, I'd like to see Mark Hughes wearing a tie, but in a noose like fashion. Yeah. Ooh, that's from a Stuart Stark. What else have we got here? Uh, got Sean Seddon says, what? Codpiece. Who? Anyone. Why? You attempt to tell me why not, and then we'll talk about why. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, what have you got? I was just saying that um, somebody uh, called Chris Paul Crook emailed me during the week saying, uh, Felix McGath, that was the subject line, uh, he sounds like Bob Dylan, full stop, end of email. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I can actually I'd go along with that. I Would agree. You? Yeah, mm. he does. Yeah, we need to play better. <laughs> <laughs> hey, excellent, Jim. <laughs> right then, um, uh, there you go. If you want to uh, tweet us, it's at Football Ramble. The uh, email address is show at thefootballramble.com. And of course, the website is thefootballramble.com. Peter. Yes, football will be happening once again this weekend in the Barclays Premier League. And I tell you what, <laughs> you what don't know ma- what, what do you? match it is. Oh, it involves, Google your what? It involves <laughs> Fulham. Who's Fulham playing this weekend? Again. Uh, we're off to the Etihad for Manchester City versus Fulham. <laughs> Nailed it. Good stuff. Marvellous. Uh, listen to the radio show at three o'clock. Say on the build-up from one thirty with Russ Williams. I'm going to watch it on telly. Yeah. Say goodbye, Pete. Rude. Say goodbye, Luke. I'm full of money. Let's drink. <laughs> Say goodbye, Jim. Bye. I'm off for a cry in a chocolate bar. I'm only joking. I don't have a chocolate bar. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.